We're live in three, two... are live baby welcome into leather brains as always your host here today slap dog and i am joined by a very good friend of mine you guys know him you love him it is of course yeti, yeti. hello hello good What's to hear your voice on, brother man? welcome in welcome yeah, I missed in. you guys last week but we're gonna oh. have a good episode yeah. this week we got some juicy juicy stuff to dive into man yeah we do i we had uh you know, the last couple of weeks, you and I have been going back and forth on some keep trade cut type scenarios where we're bringing up some. We did quarterbacks and wide receivers that and kind of looked at their value and, and decided kind of where we wanted to go. And, and uh, we didn't do running backs last week because unfortunately you weren't around and we wanted to save it. So you and I could have some in-depth discussion about that. So excited to have you here. We are going to be talking, like I just mentioned, we're going to be talking about running backs today and the meat of our episode. We're going to be going over... Um, some running backs that you guys have voted on. So over on our Twitter profile, we have uh, we put out a poll, and, and you guys picked two of the running backs. Got a total of six, of course. So we're going to be talking about running backs. But that's not all we're talking about, baby. We're going to be talking about Josh Allen. Made the Madden cover. Mm. We got to talk about that. Uh, D-Hop, where is he going? Uh, we talked about him last week. There were some new rumors out. So let's kind of explore that and see uh, – if this is or is not a potential good fit for him, we've got, like I said, running backs. And then at the very end of this episode, Yeti, we have questions. We have some cleanup from last week. So we got some questions from all of our uh, wonderful brainiacs out there. We need to get answered. So you ready to do this thing? Let's get down to business. Let's get down, baby. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. First piece of news. As I mentioned, Josh Allen, it was released today that he is the 2024 Madden cover. He is the first Bills player to ever do this, by the way. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I don't know how big of a Madden player you are, but this means almost nothing to me. Honestly, I think the last Madden I bought was back in high school. So it's it's probably been like 10 years or so. It's just the same game. Yeah, every I was going to say, you could, play the, you could play the one from high school. And if you just get like up, update the rosters, it's the same game. Yeah, exactly. So if it's you own one, you own them all. Different person on the cover. That's fine. Yeah. That's it. I was going to talk about the Madden curse, but I think Mahomes kind of destroyed that, right? I would, I would say, yeah, probably. I think that that kind of put that argument to rest pretty quick. Yeah, because last year's cover was John Madden, so R.I.P. John Madden. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, For sure. I guess the Madden curse can start all over again with Josh Allen this year. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm fine with it. I know there's gonna there's a lot of haters out there that were pretty pissed off that it was Josh Allen. I'm going to say this, Yeti. I don't give a shit who's on the Madden cover. I want it to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's who I want to be on. The, I want him not in. And you know what? You could get a Ryan Fitzpatrick from every team that he's played on. It would it yeah. would encompass half the NFL teams. Yeah, or a third yeah. of the NFL teams rather. I'd be fine with that. I think that would be great. And and he would be who I would want to see on the uh, on the cover of Madden. And, and then who, I I'd buy it. Who would be a fun one actually is Josh uh, Jackson. Because he's played for, what, 13 different NFL teams, Jackson. I think, at this point? Jackson. I'm unfamiliar with who that is. I'm going to be honest. He uh, played for the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. He was their third-string guy, and he played, I think he played in the XFL or UFL. Okay. Um, but he's been in the NFL for, like I said, he's had a, a 10-year career at least. And he's just bounced from team to team, different team every year. <laughs> so I'm, I'm fine with that, too. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. 
Um, so congratulations, Josh Allen. Or you know what? Good for you. Salute. First Bills player to ever do it. Pretty cool, I guess. It's just another Madden game. Next piece of news. Yeti. We went kind of viral. Did we? We went kind of viral this last weekend, um, which was completely unexpected. Like, that was something... I won't say we went viral, viral, but, I mean, it was like 2.3 million people saw this thing, this thing picture we put up. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool, man. It was... My phone did not stop going off, and I uh, I was about to silence the uh, the Twitter app, and I was like, man, you got to think, like, the, the big companies, like, who are constantly just getting pinged at. I never realized how annoying it was, and I was like, yeah, I turned this shit off, too. Like, a celebrity? Like, I'd be like, dude... Get this out of here. If you're just tweeting every, you could like tweet, I love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And then it's just like, you're just, it, your phone doesn't stop buzzing. So it was annoying. But the reason I bring this up, Yeti, is uh, it is cool for us. And, and that was, you know, whatever. But the, it was a picture. And I want to talk about this picture just a little bit because this picture was actually a picture of, um, it was the 2023 2024. So this upcoming season, it was a Madden simulated season. So they took all the, they imported all the rookies, did all that kind of stuff, and they simulated a whole season. And I'm going to pull it up here so we can talk about it because we have got the Chiefs winning it again in the simulation. And a lot of people were upset about this, very obviously. Like I said, it went viral and it went viral for a reason, but a lot of people were upset about this. So, Chiefs, they won it all 37 to 24 against the 49ers. So that is who Madden had going all the way. Now, Let's talk. Let's go over this, and I don't think we need to go game by game here. But initially, when you looked at this this uh, playoff bracket, I mean, do you think it holds any semblance of reality, or do you think that this is just completely asinine by Madden? I think it's it's pretty fun to talk about here in June, right? Because right now we don't have a lot of news that's coming out. We have rookie OTAs, rookie mini camps going on, and that's about it. So I think the simulation is great. Um, obviously it stirred up a lot of controversy on our Twitter page. And I think a lot of that has to do with some of the teams that are mentioned here. Um, I don't really give a fuck about the results, obviously, but like the teams that Madden has identified as potential playoff candidates is, is fun, right? Like yeah. we have teams like, um, the Browns, that's kind of surprising to me that the Browns would be in the playoffs. We have, uh, the bears and the lions. So two teams from the NFC North, um, we have the Seahawks making it in like those are the just Falcons. Fun. Yeah. The Falcons even, which I could see with them winning the NFC South. Right. But yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. It's fun. Yeah. I, uh, as a uh, pseudo lions fan this season, I, I love to see that Madden brought them into the, uh, the playoffs, the Falcons to me going and beating the Seahawks and going to the divisionals is wild to me. I just don't, I don't see that happening. That kind of is, is a little crazy, but like I looked at this and I was, it was kind of funny. I was, I saw the, this picture and so I posted it of course. And just cause I was curious to know what the Brainiacs thought. And I looked at this initially and I was like, this isn't completely insane. No. Like, yeah, there there is some there is certainly some outliers, I think, and and there's some arguments there to be had, and I completely understand that. But initially when I looked at this thing, I was like, Yeah, I think a lot of this could actually be there's could be some truth ingrained in it, you know? Like some of these teams are good and some of these teams are sneaky good. Like, I think the Lions, I've I've talked about them quite a bit. I do think they're they could go to the playoffs. Now I'm not making any arguments that they're going to win the divisional and and go to the the semis, but that's like as somebody who has studied the the NFL uh, at nauseum, 
I'm like, man, the Lions are actually not a bad team, right? And I do think that, that unless something goes catastrophically wrong, they're going to be pretty good this year. And you just have someone like, the Lions have sucked for the, pla- the past 10 years. So it's like, yeah, okay, I, but do you know what's going on with that organization? Do you know that they brought in this person and that they've done this and that they have these new members here? And like, so you can't use history and, and what has happened in the past as, as a, um, you know, a template to say, hey, they're not going to make it because they've always sucked. Like, eventually, teams will do things to improve themselves. So that's what I wanted to say more than anything else is there were some things that I found surprising. And, like, this is all simulated. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? But I think there was some truth to the to the uh, the entire picture. Yeah. What do you what do you think about Madden potentially getting the script early? And this is actually what's going to happen this year. That would be a very controversial. I would say that there's probably they some some leaking of the script got done, the NFL mm-hmm. script this upcoming season. I think there's some people at EA Sports that probably have some connections at the NFL, and they uh, they maybe sat down in the writers' room for about thirty minutes and kind of just heard some ideas about what the script writer is going to be doing. Yeah, yeah, that's very. Possible. I mean, what do you I, do you do you think this is? They had the insider ear for this. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see next February what happens, right? But what if all these teams here are in the playoffs next year, but the results are all flipped? <laughs> that would be the scriptwriters fucking with you. They're like, sports. oh, yep. That well, that would be what it is. We'll tell you the teams. We just won't tell you the full results. Yeah, and but, you can decide it from there, which I think is yeah. fair. Like they, you know, they get their two minutes of fame, and the NFL, of course, is writing scripts, so they know what's going on. Uh, other think, piece of news. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? I just, just one more question. Yeah, one more question. What do you think is more likely to happen? Uh, the Jets or the Bears make the playoffs? I'm going to say, oh, I got to say the Jets. I just, the, the Jets have, they had a really good, I mean, if we're talking re- real right now, yeah, like the Jets, football, yeah. the Jets have a good defense. They had a good defense last year and, and we saw, their struggles and it was offensively and it was with a quarterback. I am not saying Aaron Rodgers is incredible, but I think Aaron Rodgers is still a, a very usable quarterback and certainly an upgrade from somebody like Mike White or Zach Wilson. So, and he's got all the other offensive pieces. I think one of the things I think about is, is Brees Hall going to be back healthy? But overall, I look at the talent on that roster on both sides of the ball. I think the bears are frisky and I think they're, they're onto something, but I think the jets have found something and I, I expect the jets over somebody like the bears. Yeah, a hundred percent, and it's kind of crazy that Miami is not included on this list. I know it's Madden, but I could yeah. see Madden or Miami being one of those sneaky teams. Yeah, make, they're another one. They they stouted up their defense quite a bit as well. Yep. So I, I agree with you. Uh, next piece of news here: Forty ers coach Kyle Shanahan stated that quarterback Brock Purdy is right on pace, and he quote thinks that Purdy throws three times a week. However, he does not sit in on these. You'd think he probably knows a little bit more than that. I would certainly hope so. Mm-hmm. When you're uh, when you're in a quarterback battle in the NFL, your coach is probably very aware of where you are health wise. We talk. We've talked about it quite a bit. Now, I don't know if I've necessarily asked for your opinions. Like, do you? Uh, I know Alan has been very vocal, and we've I've talked with Alan, you know, back and forth about this as well as Scotty. You think it's Purdy, or you think it's Lance? Oh, man, that's going to be the million dollar question up until opening day, right? Um, I I tend to think that Purdy is their guy. Um, all offseason, it's been nothing but Purdy, 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 Purdy. We're hearing yeah. a little speculation about Lance looking good and OTAs and whatnot. But how does that actually translate to a real NFL game? 
we've seen that we've seen Brock Purdy do well. He's had success in NFL games. You can argue that the competition wasn't there, that he beat up subpar teams. Um, I get it, but that's still, he's still proven it in the NFL. Um, Trey Lance, however, we, we've seen what he can do, right, for a few games. I just think Brock Purdy runs his offense a little better. Um, I tend to think that Brock Purdy is the guy and that Trey Lance is going to be a backup this year until he gets traded. So you do think he will end up being traded? Yeah. Yep, I yeah, do kinda, think so. we talked about it on last episode, so I don't really want to like hash the whole thing out. But I, I did say I think it would be fun if he got traded, and I've accepted that idea in my head. So I'm here for it. Let's ride, baby, because I'm yeah. all in. I think this is a year where we're going to see a lot of young quarterbacks potentially getting moved. Um, Kyler is another guy that gets put to mind. Yeah, if the team starts doing really bad, there's a talk yeah. of moving on from him, and I've, I'm, I'm okay with that. I think. Uh, We'll see what happens, I, I guess. Um, Zach Wilson, I don't know if he'll ever start in the NFL again, but he's another yeah. younger guy that might be able to find a new team. I, like I said, I think everybody's kind of knows what he is. Um, but it is going to be interesting. There's, It, it is going to be a really, really interesting uh, season, and I'm very excited for it, as I'm sure everybody else is. And we're, we're waiting very impatiently. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. He's rumored to have landed in Tennessee, and I don't mean he is signing with Tennessee, but he flew to Tennessee, and his plane landed there, and it would stand to reason that there's a potential that he could be meeting with the Titans? Question mark? Question mark? I like. I mean, what do you... Th- I, I think we all kind of probably share the same sentiment, but what... For those that are not very caught up on the NFL, like, what do you think about DeAndre Hopkins potentially going to the Titans, Yeti? Um I think he's doing Mike Vrabel a solid here because Vrabel and uh, D-Hop, they were together in uh, Houston. So I think D-Hop is kind of like, hey, you know, let's hang out. Let's go get dinner. Let's go get a beer. And I think the media's kind of blowing it up. Uh, real life, though, my real perspective on it is what the fuck, man. Um, <laughs> for fantasy and real life, it makes zero sense, right? Um, D-Hop wants to play for a winner. He wants to get a Super Bowl ring. He wants to play with an elite quarterback. He wants to be in a good offense. Tennessee is none of those four things. So it makes zero sense. They don't even have a quarterback. Exactly. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is their pseudo day one, I guess, at this point. And then, you know, what? What what else? (laughs) Will Levis? uh, Right. So this has to be, he just, I think he's going out for a nice date with Vrabes. And that's it. Don't blame me. Maybe he's looking for that, 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 um, that advice. He just wants the sage wisdom of Mike Vrabel. And so he's like, hey, what should I do here? And maybe him and Vrabel are going to sit down. That's what I hope happens because nobody in there in the world expects or hopes him to go to the Titans. So that would be a very disappointing decision for, for Hopkins. That might be the worst spot for him to land. Out of yeah, all the of teams them. that have been rumored, I think that is the worst potential spot. Yeah, terrible. Uh, Colts cornerback Isaiah Rodgers. Let's talk about this for just a moment. I'm actually pretty interested to see what you have to say. He's under investigation after allegedly violating the league's gambling policy. And it sounds like some of these bets were even placed on the Colts while he was playing last season. Biggest, stupidest mistake of his life? Like, what the hell, dude? What are you thinking, man? I I get everybody has a little degeneracy in them. They like to go gamble or they like to smoke cigarettes. They like to drink. You know, whatever your niche is, you know, you do that. You do you, right? But to bet on a sport 
to bet on your own team. That is the most while you're idiotic thing you can probably do. Yeah, while you're playing. What's he doing? He's going in at halftime and being like, oh, we fucking suck. So I'm going to. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, like gonna, I, we're, we're not making any spread. adjustments on defense. I might as well freaking play the uh, the under here or right. the over. Like how stupid do you have to be to put your career in jeopardy or sit out for a year? You miss a whole paycheck. I Just think he's uh, so. So here's the thing, because we've talked about it a little bit with Calvin Ridley and, and his whole gambling situation. What are you looking to gain? Because you're already a millionaire, right? Like you're making millions of dollars and stand to potentially make more money. He's a younger guy. Why? To to hit a thousand dollar parlay? Like that's what the poor's like me wish that happened. Mm-hmm. Like you have that, you shit that out for breakfast. So you have that happen. And you just blew it. Because here's what happens. How do you as an NFL organization you can't allow that. And the thing with Cal, like, look, the thing with Calvin Ridley, the difference is in my mind, Calvin Ridley was not betting while he was playing. He was betting on on the sports, but he was disassociated from the team. He was not on the field. He was not talking to coaching staff. He, or presumably he wasn't, I suppose. But it's not like he's there on the field, you know, able to literally impact the game. So while, and I'm not defending Calvin Ridley, I'm not. But I think that's the monumental difference because you you go in and you look at somebody like Isaiah Rogers and it's like you could do the the over under for an interception and he could bet the under and instead swat the ball away like it literally takes away from the the reality of the game mm-hmm. it, or the morality of it and so I I don't think you should ever be allowed to play NFL football again. That's my stance, and that might be harsh. And he even came out and he he put in a, a notes app apology. So he wrote in his notes app and said, I'm sorry, what I did was disgraceful. I don't think that cuts it. Because I just don't think that there's any there's any room for that in the NFL because it literally destroys the game in and of itself. Now, I think like what happens with the Lions players, I think that was stupid. They bet on some other sports while they were in the facility. I think that's that's really stupid. But to bet on the sport in which you play in the games you're playing in, I do believe that he should never be allowed to play NFL football again. Yeah, and this is kind of unprecedented territory for Roger Goodell because, yeah, we've had guys bet on their own team. We've had guys bet on NFL games, whatever, but we haven't had a guy bet while they're playing a game yet. So, mm-hmm. we, like you mentioned, Calvin Ridley got one year. What is, what's Rogers going to get? You know, I could, I mean, a lifetime suspension, that's not out of the question in my mind because who's to say that he won't do it again exactly or he could be telling his buddies hey i'm not gonna get an interception today or you know I yeah. just, i'm just not feeling it today like put some money on whoever we're playing it ruins the integrity of the game yeah and so, you can't trust them anymore no you can't and so that's kind of where i'm at as far as like yeah you you should never be allowed to play in the nfl ever again unfortunately like i said i think the calvin ridley thing was kind of silly. He shouldn't have done it. And in a year suspension, you look at that and he, in my mind, he didn't even do anything that crazy. Like, yeah, he shouldn't have been doing it, but he wasn't there. You know what I mean? And that was a year. So what do you do in the, uh, cause this is much more severe in my mind. So I'm, I'm fine with a lifetime suspension from ever playing again. And I think that also he will be like, if they did that, that would prove a point to all the other players. Like this is, 
you like okay even if we were toying with the idea like we're done with this because guess what the millions of dollars that we're making on a yearly basis are not worth this ten thousand dollar parlay right so that's that's where my mind is and and like i said some might see that as a little harsh that's fine i understand i just don't think isaiah rogers should ever be able to play nfl football again sorry i do i do think it was funny to see on twitter that people were trying to go through the roster and being like hmm who's not a who's somebody i know on this roster that is not a star yeah Uh, and i saw on twitter people were like oh maybe it's Pittman, maybe it's alec pierce because the colts had just signed like a a wide receiver free agent so they're speculating okay it's got to be a wide receiver they're replacing the one of those guys i was i thought i legitimately there was a a moment in time where I was like, I bet it's Michael Michael Pittman. Because the report that initially came out was like, an, an average NFL fan has heard of this player, but they're not a star. And I was like, well, everybody kind of knows Michael Pittman, but would I call him like a star, like a Devontae <laughs> Adams? Like, no. So um, I thought for a chance it was, and I was like, that would be crazy. <laughs> but uh, it ended up being a defensive player for all. So for everybody playing fantasy, I suppose they don't have to worry. But for Colts fans, I apologize that you have to go through this. It really sucks. And, uh, and I don't think your uh, your cornerback should ever be allowed to play again. So that's my take. Next up, Debo Samuel. He admitted that last year was awful for him, Yeti. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I mean, he's so awful. He was out of shape. That's what he said. He said, I was out of shape, and last year was an awful year for me. I would say fantasy players probably agree from where their expectations were for Debo. But, I mean, really, like – I just think he's kind of getting old. And I think he's in an offense that's very, very difficult for him to consistently get fed. That's kind of where I'm at. So I don't know if you if you share that same mentality. Do you think Debo may have lost a step? Yeah, I was on the train last year that I thought Debo would be a, a, uh, a bust in all formats last year. And I was selling him. I was fading him and redrafts, whatever it took. Because I just didn't think that he would have that same volume that he saw in uh, 2021 when he was a running back slash wide receiver, right? Um, and he, he started to accumulate some of these injuries, which it, that can contribute to his out of shape, right? Because it's hard to get it in a groove when you're banged up consistently. You're not getting game reps anymore. It's harder to condition, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, obviously he's getting up there in age and the injuries have started to pile up. But you look at his role in this offense when Christian McCaffrey joined, his role has gone down quite a bit. Um, Ayuk started to get fed more. He's starting yeah. to become their wide receiver one, if you will. Uh, Christian McCaffrey and um, why can't I, Elijah Mitchell. Those guys are toting the rock a lot more than Debo. Um, Debo didn't see any red zone carries when Christian McCaffrey joined the team. And I, I think it's just hard to trust Debo right now, given his health. And he is 27 years old. So Kyle Shanahan is very cognizant of this, I'm sure. And he's got to reduce the workload a little bit. So um, Debo can be in the best shape of his life this year. Um, and I'm still going to fade him. He's uh, yeah. He finished his wide receiver 38 last yeah. year. And Ayuk finishes 15, just for reference. And Debo is the 16th wide receiver going off the board right now. That's a little too much for That's me. That's too think. high, I mean, man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would be fading Debo too. I, w- I, you know, I hope he gets back to it for his own sake. But for me, as a fantasy football player, I'm probably also not, uh, not taking the risk on Debo that high for sure. And then this this last piece, it's not news, Yeti. I just 
I found out something today that blew my mind, and I wanted to share it with all the Brainiacs as well as yourself. Did you know, and if Scotty was here, I guarantee you he would just light up like 4th of July, man. Dalton Kincaid, rookie tight end that was drafted by the Bills this year, he is actually older than Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Pitts will be – this is Kyle Pitts' third year in the NFL for reference. Isn't that crazy? That's freaking wild. I did not realize how young Kyle Pitts was. He was 19 years old when he got drafted. That's freaking nuts, man. Good right. for him. But, like, damn. Like, the know, dominant – like, ah, that's just cool. And I, I just wanted to share that because I was like – that blew me away. And I was like, dang, I did not realize Kyle Pitts is still younger than, like, some of the rookies coming into the NFL right now. Could you imagine coming into the NFL? You got drafted when you're 19. Season starts. You're 20 years old. And you, you can't are, even drink yet. You can't drink. You can't celebrate. You can't do anything. Yeah, I'm sure you you, you, you can't. Well, you, you just can't. can't. Yeah, just close your eyes, you yeah. know, a little bit when you see that. But could you imagine like all the shit that you got on Twitter as a 20 year old for not performing in fantasy, or even 21 year old you like getting a bunch of shit? I don't think I would have been able to do it. Like I just, I don't think I was. I would have the mental fortitude, and it would be very, very like. There was a lot of negative people. But then yeah. you also look and it's like Kyle Pitts's price is still super fucking high. So some people are still like everybody's still kind of rooting for him a little bit too. But that would be a lot for a young man to overcome. So uh, kudos to him. I'm yeah. good for him. But it's just, it just goes to show you like the expectations that we put on him so young. It's yeah. it's hard to hard to fathom sometimes. Like these are 21, 22 year old guys out there still. I looked at it was funny. So we're about to talk about running backs. I'm older than Joe Mixon. That feels what? weird to say. Oh shit! Yeah, you're getting like, up there, man. I know. I'm getting. I'm getting real. Old. I'm getting a little dusty. Uh, all right, Yeti. Let's uh, let's go ahead and let's talk about some running backs. So let's bust, baby. Lord have mercy. I'm about to bust. Mm. First running back we are going to talk about John Taylor. Okay, so John Taylor, I think, is a really, really good candidate to talk about because very obviously everybody still loves him. He, he was the number one overall pick last year in every single redraft league. He was a bust last year, Yeti. He finishes RB33, which is absolutely terrible. I, you know what? I, am, I will be the first to say this. I was a huge fan. I was so excited for Matt Ryan to come in into this Colts offense this last season. I thought it was going to be great for John Taylor. I thought it was going to be great for Michael Pittman. I thought it was going to be able to open up the offense and everything was going to be great. And it was not. It was it was a train wreck. John Taylor, he, he struggled with an ankle injury for most of last season, which is one of the biggest reasons he kind of finished as poorly as he did. And, uh, and now, Yeti, Anthony Richardson was drafted to the Colts with the fourth overall pick. Anthony Richardson, for those who do not know, is an incredibly athletic raw talent that they are going to have to do a lot of chiseling to harness that talent. But Anthony Richardson is incredibly fast. He's a good ball runner. So do you think that threatens John Taylor at all? And what are your thoughts on John Taylor? If you own him in a dynasty league, are you selling him? Are you looking to acquire him? Are you interested in a redraft league? Like, tell me what you're thinking about Johnny T, baby. He's in a very interesting situation because, like you had mentioned, he had an offseason last year with with his ankle injuries. And I think it's important to remember that this 
Colts organization was a complete shit show last year. Any way you want to spin it, they had Jeff Saturday as an interim head coach who shouldn't even be in the league coaching. It was cool to watch, but realistically, cool he shouldn't be a coach, <laughs> right? So he endured a lot last season, not just injuries. There's a lot of things stacked up against him. Now he he's going into a new offense this year under Shane Steichen from Philadelphia, who's learned, uh, who's studied under the head coach there in Philly. Um, so we are we know what Philly likes to do, right? They are a very run heavy team. In fact, I think they last year they led the league, or no, they had the fourth most carries in the league, and the year prior they led the league in carries. So that means a lot of volume a lot of volume for a guy who is still under 24 years old, who is only a year removed from being a top 10 running back. I think you're buying or you're holding JT. Is there concern with Anthony Richardson? I guess, but we don't even know if he's going to be the day one starter at this point. That could be Gardner Minshew. Would you not? You would think so, but I could see Minshew starting for the first few weeks. And honestly, even if Richardson is the starter, I'm not super concerned about Jonathan Taylor because he's still going to see at least 20 carries a game. He is a cowbell running back in this league, which is hard to find. And this offense is going to be running the ball. You would think with Anthony Richardson at the helm, even if he is starting, that they are going to want to run the ball for to get him comfortable in the offense, right? Whether he's running it or Jonathan Taylor is. JT is still going to see the volume. Obviously, those carries around the goal line, they might dwindle a little. But if I'm still seeing 20 carries a game out of JT and those targets out of the backfield, I'm buying or I'm holding if I have them. Yeah, I I mean, he in weeks 10 through 13, when he was healthy, he was the RB3 overall. So that's a small window, but that just goes to show that, you know, if if he's healthy and granted, like I said, there's a quarterback change involved. Um you know, and there is, like I said, there, there. I think there are some people that are concerned about Richardson. I'm not because <laughs> Miles Sanders had 13 touchdowns in 2022, and that was with Jalen Hurts, right? So, and I'm not saying Miles Sanders was incredible, but I, because I, I think John Taylor is better than Miles Sanders. But I think that's just a comparison to show that no matter what, I think they're still going to run the ball. And very obviously, John Taylor is one of the best running backs in the league right now. So I, you, you have to. You play with the players you have, and he has a great running back. So let's utilize him. So I, I'm right now though, Yeti. He is going for the 102 in dynasty rookie drafts. So he's going the 102 plus like a sprinkle of something else, like a Tyler Boyd in a 102, like something not like that grand. So I mean, what do you think? Like, would, if you own John Taylor, would you be selling him for the 102? And I know it's all subjective because team makeup yeah. can be kind of different. But, like, do you think that that's fair value for him? I think so. I mean, I, I think Bajan is clearly the RB1 in Dynasty formats just because, you know, he's a rookie and he's going to a good offense, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I would happily, if I was buying JT and I had the 102, I would happily trade off the 102. I think that is fair value if I needed okay. a running back, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it just depends. If you have JT and you're set at running back, 
maybe look to get plus some but i think at this point a lot of people are going to try to play you into saying oh watch out for anthony richardson he's gonna steal some of the volume you know yeah and if you're one of those guys that's trying to swindle a little bit good for you i hope it works you should uh drop the trade below yeah on twitter (laughs) yo i'm all about swindle so don't get me wrong (laughs) don't get me wrong i like a good swindle um okay I think I would buy John Taylor. I really do. I, I'm, I'm not concerned with him, so I'll, I'll mark him as a buy for me. I think he will still, you know, barring any health issues, which we can't, we don't predict or root for, um, he'll be there and he'll be good. So I'm, I'm not writing him off. I know a lot of people might. He, you know, he certainly is not probably going to be the 101 this year, right? And he was last year, but I, I think that he'll still finish as a top 10 running back if he can stay healthy. So you know, since you bring up like where he's going right now um, in best ball formats. Jonathan Taylor is a fourth running back off the board. That's behind McCaffrey, Eckler, and Bajan. I could see McCaffrey not. I could see Taylor getting in front of McCaffrey. I could because McCaffrey is getting a little bit older. I think that, you know, we even saw Elijah Mitchell still had had usage on the 49ers last year. And I think he could vulture a couple touches that that could lower his touchdown percentage just a little bit. So because they want to keep Christian, they want to keep him healthy, you know, so I could see that. Um, I could see Taylor getting over CMC, but I think he it's right within the realm of where he belongs. So yeah, I'm I'm fine. Agreed. Yep. Next up here, Travis Etienne. Yeti, let's talk about him. Because I, I don't know where you go from here as an ETN holder. I really don't. And I'm I'm genuinely curious as to what you think, because I believe you, you do own ETN. Is that correct in a dynasty format? Well, this is interesting because I did own Travis Etienne and I I was somebody who sold them prior to the draft and I am ecstatic that I Do you I have the them. script? Do you have the NFL script? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I saw that uh Jacksonville they were looking for a running back. I saw they were going to get Tank Tank Bigsby in the third mm-hmm. round, so I was like, you know, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to sell Travis Etienne now before everybody else finds out. <laughs> but well, he was one of the most sought after like running backs in the offseason like he was like for dynasty purposes he was certainly somebody that a lot of people were buying on and then like you mentioned tank bigsby 88th overall pick in the draft went to the jags so certainly stirred up some controversy and and certainly uh probably hurt etn's value quite a bit with that pick i would i would presume yeah yeah and i have travis etn as a sell um, obviously I mentioned that I had ETN in our dynasty league of record. Um, I sold Travis ETN. Um, I need wide receivers. So I got scary Terry and a 2024 first that is probably going to be top five. So, um, I, I thought it was fair value at that time. And I still think it's a steal, uh, looking now, at it now. Yeah. Um, but my reason for selling Travis ETN is he is currently the seventh running back on keep trade cut his value is the highest that it's going to get it's the 104 right now for those 104 yep and so he didn't finish as a top 10 running back last year and this was with him being the workhorse in that offense now they add tank bigsby who like i mentioned he has a draft capital capital to to warrant some carries in that offense got drafted in the third round out of auburn and tank bigsby was a productive uh running back in college he's no slouch and he's he's kind of uh that james robin robinson type of guy um where he's just gonna pound the rock and i firmly believe that tank bigsby is gonna carve out a role in this offense pretty quickly um and there's evidence 
to prove that Doug Peterson, he has a history of running a running back committee or splitting the carries at least. Last year was the most carries a running back has had in a Doug Peterson offense uh, with Travis Etienne at 255. Yeah. Uh, So he wasn't a coach in 21, but in 2020, he coached Philly, obviously. They had Miles Sanders, who had 192 total touches. Miles Sanders again in 2019, who had 229. And then you go to 2018, uh, Josh Adams was their leading running back who had 127 touches, followed by Blunt, who had 181. So I can, I mean, there's one more, 2016, Ryan Matthews. He had 100, 168 touches. So there's evidence that proves that Doug Peterson does not like having a workhorse guy. I think Travis Etienne was a product of the environment last year with no one really around him to to push him out of that lead uh that workhorse type of load and another interesting piece I'll, I'll leave leave you with this i thought it was very interesting that jamichael hasty outplayed travis Etienne in that playoff game against the chiefs if you look at the snap count jamichael yeah. hasty played a lot more than travis Etienne, which i thought was kind of interesting um but yeah and it might just be he maybe tweet something i don't know all right i don't think we're going to know but that's the time where you play your stars right because you're at the end of the game you're at the end of the line you made it this far so yeah that was interesting i have him as a sell as well i think very clearly he is um his value is probably as high as it will ever be and i think you probably uh it's like playing the stock market a little bit to be honest with you i think you sold it the when it his he was at his peak right because he's already lost value because they did sign or uh, draft tank bigsby he's still going for the 104 and I think if you have him and you can get even like a 105 or a 106, I would probably actually do that for me because I would rather take a shot at one of those four wide receivers or even maybe Gibbs if he's around, you know, than, than hold ETM because I don't think he is going to uh, – it sounds like it's going to be a split backfield. It kind of it looks like it based on all, you know, everything that you said. And then you just – you look at it from an analytical view and you don't draft somebody in the third round and expect them not to at least be on the field. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I uh, I agree with you. I have Travis Etienne as a sell. And um, if – you know, looking at next year, I, I don't know. Do you have it pulled up as far as where he is being drafted at in a um, – I can't think of the league name. Dynasty format? No, in the uh, best ball format. Excuse oh, me. best ball Travis Etienne is the 12th running back off the board right That's now. That's nuts. I would not touch him at the 12th. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Like, I just, I do think it's going to be a split backfield, and, and I think that's going to severely limit his upside. So I'm out. I'm out. You know, I, I think it's interesting. A lot of people on Twitter that I've interacted with about Travis Etienne, they said that with Tank Bigsby coming in, that's going to keep Etienne fresh. He's going to be involved in the passing game a lot more. But I, I find it interesting because Travis Etienne, last year he had 45 targets, or yeah, 45 targets in, in an offense where he was the lead guy. But you look at his numbers in college, he averaged about the same amount of targets. So it's like, where is his upside for receiving? Yeah. Where it's not there. Yeah. Like I think, I think he's kind of capped. So yeah, not a good look for him. Not a good look for him. And as you mentioned, Peterson will run two running backs and that, that is concerning. Mm -hmm. So I'm out, I'm out on Travis Etienne. What about Isaiah Pacheco Yeti? Oh, this is about Isaiah Pacheco because I, 
What's that? The running back on crack. <laughs> it's funny. I actually have in my notes here, I said, quote, Pacheco is super fun to watch. The guy looks like he's huffing bath salts and on crack at the same time. <laughs> he hits the hole hard and is showing no signs of slowing down. I have that word for word in my notes here. So I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that he is on some kind of drugs every time the ball gets in his hands. Man, he runs a ball like it's his last time touching a football. <laughs> every, every single time. time, man. Every time. He's super fun to watch. I love uh-huh. watching him. He's uh he's fucking nuts. So if you don't know who Isaiah Pacheco is, you're probably living under a rock, but he is the, the uh, running back for the Chiefs. He was a rookie 7th round pick last season. So, which I think a lot of people, you know, in the off season before the draft, before the NFL draft, a lot of people were like, there's no way. The Chiefs are going to draft a running back. They're going to, like, he was drafted in the seventh round. There's no way they're going to stick with him. But I, I posed the question back. I said, why would they draft a running back? Like, they hit gold in the seventh round. They hit a guy who, very obviously, they believe in because he's on the damn field. Why would they draft a running back in the third round? Because it's better draft capital? Like, who gives a shit about the draft capital? If you hit on a Tom Brady in the sixth round, you got Tom Brady. You know what I mean? So, like, why why move on from that? And, and I'm not saying Pacheco and Brady are the same. But, like, I'm, I'm saying, like, it, for conversational purposes, Pacheco was getting it done. He was getting it done. So, um, he finishes the RB34 last season. And I think, you know, that doesn't tell the full story of what who and what Pacheco is because uh, when he finally started to see the field, I think he was pretty dang electric and a lot of people were pretty excited for him. So do you share the excitement and the, the now buzz around Isaiah Pacheco because the Chiefs did not draft a running back? Honestly, I, I don't. Um, Pacheco is currently the running back 26 on keep trade cut. So I think this might be the highest his value will get. Honestly, I agree. Um, last year, like you had mentioned, RB 34 and PPR formats. And I, I just think he's priced way too high. Honestly, um, he I look at Isaiah Pacheco as a guy who is very touchdown dependent every week just because Jarek McKinnon is there. Jarek McKinnon is going to be limiting Pacheco's upside every single week. Um, and the Kansas City offense is kind of besides Kelsey is kind of like whose week is it because one week is going to be Pacheco the next week is going to be McKinnon that's how their wide receiver room is too um but I, I think it's important to note that with McKinnon coming back to Kansas City that McKinnon gets all the targets in the red zone you look at the stats last year McKinnon had 22 targets in the red zone Pacheco only had one uh McKinnon had 20 carries in the red zone pacheco had 31 so there is a clear split there between the two in the red zone which matters right that limits pacheco's upside for uh, touchdowns and obviously those targets and there's probably people out there that are saying you know the argument it was his rookie year they're still getting him ingrained in this offense and i i i hear those people but i i agree with you yeti them re-signing jarek mckinnon is a very clear indicator that i think pacheco's probably at his peak I think it's going to be a one-two backfield. I think Pacheco will kind of be a one-two punch to McKinnick, but I expect McKinnick to be involved with the passing game much like he was last year. And that severely limits Pacheco's upside. Right now, Pacheco's going for the 202. I actually had Isaiah Pacheco in our Dynasty League, and I sold him for the 201 this last year because I, for everything that we just discussed, he is a hard sell for me. I don't think his value is going to get a whole lot better than it is right now. And... I would be looking to capitalize on on that while I can. 
Yeah. And, you know, it's funny that we both said that Isaiah Pacheco is a, you know, he's a crackhead or however you want to put it yeah, when you run super the ball. And he, he, he paid the price. Um, this offseason, he had surgery twice on his shoulder. So I don't know. Obviously, it sounds like everything is okay. Like he's going to be back for training camp. But those shoulder injuries, they're not very uh, fun to recover from when you're running back. And especially if you get hit right, you know, week 10, oof. There goes your shoulder, just like yeah. Delvin Cook. I'm not yeah. comparing him to Delvin Cook, but you know. Well, you, hey, yeah, you said it. So let's talk about it. Oh, Delvin Cook made our list today, off. so yeah. he uh, he was one of the guys that um, I don't think he was he voted on on the Twitter profile. Was it he him was. and Joe Mixon? I think yep. so. We'll talk about Joey here in a minute. But Dalvin Cook, I think there's a lot of conversation to be had around Cook because the league right now, like this is it's the off season. There's not a whole lot to talk about, and Dalvin Cook's probably one of the the headlight or the uh, the mainstream NFL conversation. Dalvin Cook will probably be let go by the Vikings. It, it is all but a, actually official, but it's it's been heavily talked about, and it seems like it's pretty much coming to its end, and the Vikings are just waiting to cut him. He was the RB11 last year, and he's not in a good situation. So what do you do with him? Because in my mind, yeah, he gets cut, right? It becomes Alexander Madison, and Madison is, is a probably a very good own for those that have stashed him as a backup in Dynasty there are other unrestricted free agent running backs that are currently sitting on the market. Let's name some. Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott, and now potentially Dalvin Cook. Like, I'm not saying all those other running backs that I just mentioned are as good as Dalvin Cook, but they're certainly usable NFL running backs. The, the tread on the tires is starting to wear on all of them, but they're still there, and they're still in the league, and they're still going to probably be picked up at some point, whether it's in the middle of the season or not. I don't think this bodes well for Dalvin Cook at all. I think, in fact, it's, it's somewhat alarming in my opinion because he gets let go, and then that's just another big name running back that's now sitting there on waivers or on free agency waiting for a pickup. What are you thinking? It's almost like when we bring up Dalvin Cook, we need to have different versions of Dalvin Cook because it, it all depends on what happens, right? Is he going to A, uh, is he going to restructure his contract with Minnesota? B, is he going to get cut and then go to a rumored potential spot in Miami? Um, or C, which is another potential landing spot that's kind of been rumored lately, is Dallas. What if he goes to Dallas? So it's like those are the three possibilities I thought about um, when I was coming up with my notes for Dalvin Cook. And it's like, okay, if he stays with Minnesota, we know what his role is going to look like. He's probably going to split carries with Alexander Madison, and he's going to get the targets out of the backfield. That's best case scenario, which is what you can probably expect from Dalvin Cook, right? He's an older running back. He started to lose a step. I mean, you can look at his numbers and say, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, he's he's still he's 27. crazy stats. Yeah, he's going to be 28 years old when the season starts. He started to lose a step, but he's getting targets out of the backfield. So that and that's very enticing for PPR. If he goes to Miami, I think it's going to be the same situation. Committee backfield. I think it's going to be, even if he goes to the Cowboys, I think yeah. it's still committee going to be a committee with, with Pollard. Pollard. Yeah. So no matter what, I think his situation is, is um, his, his ceiling has 
been far and uh, far and done. It's it's no longer yeah. as high as it used to be. He's going for the two hundred five right now in dynasty leagues, which feels just like if you would have sold him last year, you probably could have got a first round pick this year, like mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. Now, like just where he's at and kind of the situation that he's in, two hundred five. You selling him? Are you selling him for somebody like Mims? Like, are, are is it time to uh, to move on from him, or would you buy him at the two hundred five? Would you take the risk at the 205 and, and say, yeah, I think Dalvin Cook could get me another year, maybe two. If you're running back dependent, I'm I'm buying that at 205. What are you doing? I Yeah, if you need a running back and you're looking to contend this year, I'm buying. If I own Dalvin Cook, I'm either holding for this year or I'm looking for a pick next year. I'm looking for, I would take a high second for next year or I would take, um, obviously a load first if that's available yeah i just don't think you will i mean most people like if if you're paying attention to, to football in the offseason you got to know this is coming right yeah. or, or the rumor there's it holds a little bit of ground so it kind of makes you you're, you're standing on shaky ground so to speak so yeah i would i would probably sell him i'd be fine moving him i think i think uh you know what happens if if he uh he doesn't get picked up until week four when a running back goes down and he becomes like a like a Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, but less great. You know his value. His value could be as high as it could be right now, and it's if you could be left holding the bomb that's about to explode, be worth nothing potentially. So I'd probably sell him. Now I would take the if I was a running back two away, I'd potentially take the risk at the two hundred five. Yeah, because you're you're holding out hope that he lands in a situation where he can become the RB one, right? Or yeah. you're looking at a, a veteran guy who who could possibly get hurt. You look at a guy like Derrick Henry. Uh, knock on wood, I don't want him to get hurt, but what if he gets hurt like week three, they signed Alvin Cook, boom, immediate RB1 in that offense. Sure, and that's that's almost kind of, you know, we don't root for injuries, but if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, that's kind of where you're at potentially. So uh, let's talk about J.K. Dobbins, somebody who was injured and has faced injury for quite a while now. Uh, J.K. Dobbins running back for the Ravens. He finished his RB48 last year. He came off of a major knee injury from the 2021 season, so two seasons ago. And I think a lot of people were expecting Dobbins to enter last season in 2022 with guns blazing. Unfortunately, he did not. He did not. It did not happen. He re-injured his knee on week six, and he hit the IR until week 14. So he missed a chunk of the season again. What do you do with J.K. Dobbins? Because he didn't. Really, the, the passing game was non-existent for him. The, he he was, did not see any of the passing down work. Uh, the entire team last year struggled with injury. So if you want to chalk it up to that, you I let's make that argument. I'm I'm here for it. Um, does Dobbins? Is he? I mean, what do you do with him, Yeti? What do you do with this guy who has not really done anything since he's entered the league? He's had quite a bit of hype surrounding him, and he has not produced. You sell him to me. That's what you do because okay. I'm buying. Okay. You're I, buying want, I want J.K. Dobbins in every dynasty league that I'm in or you know, even redraft purposes. I, I'm taking J.K. Dobbins. I think J.K. Dobbins, he is a full year removed from his knee surgery. And we saw what J.K. Dobbins can do when he came back healthy for the last four or he five weeks. He could be an asshole to Tyler Huntley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did see yeah. that too on Twitter, right? Yeah, when – when, uh, they said, why didn't he give me the ball? He took it for himself and, and cost him the game. So he can be an asshole, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Dobbins is an asshole now. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, You're still no. buying him, though. Yeah, I'm still buying him, man. Okay. Uh, like I said, 
there's that viral tweet about him with a gimp in the early portion of the season. And then he that's just his leg fell asleep. That's yeah, all that happened there. Yeah, right, right. And then he had yeah. surgery to clear up his knee again. Came back for the last few weeks of the season, and he looked like J.K. Dobbins. He looked like the guy that we were used to seeing. Um, average over a hundred rushing yards per game the last three weeks of the season. Um, and if you look at his numbers th- during those games, he was a very efficient running back. Uh, he was top five in missed tackles or forced missed tackles. His uh, elusive numbers were looking good. He was top 20 for those. I'm buying him. Uh, okay. new, new offense, too. Todd Munkin comes uh, back to the NFL from Georgia. Uh, Todd Munkin likes to run the ball. Uh, he ran it an average 54% of the time for Georgia. Um, I like that. Do you think that, do you think that contradicts, though, what Lamar has come out and said, where they're throwing the ball like a mother? And I might have added the mother part, but... Um, Lamar Jackson, I mean, he did come out and he said, you know, he was asked by by reporters, what is this offense going to look like? And he said, I'm throwing it a lot more. So does that have any concern for you or, or bear any sort of um, any fear from the running perspective? Because traditionally, this Ravens team has been a very run-centric team. Lamar Jackson, he's a running quarterback. We have seen him do it pretty consistently. He's starting to struggle with some health. They obviously signed him to a big deal. J.K. Dobbins struggled with health. Then they're a run-heavy team. Does that bear any any um, any fear in you that perhaps they're going to start throwing the ball more? And and where I want to go with this conversation is they also added Zay Flowers, right? And they also have OBJ. So this they have a lot of I, I don't want to say top-tier weapons, but they certainly have some weapons on this offense to move the ball down the field through the air. Does that concern you? I mean, you got to run the ball to set up the pass, in my opinion, right? And Zay Flowers is going to be that guy that takes the top off the defense, open up more lanes, whereas OBJ is going to be that possessional type of guy. Um, I I think this offense is going to be very fun to watch, but that doesn't mean that J.K. Dobbins can't feast himself. Um, There's reports that came out, I think, yesterday or today that Gus Edwards, he's still not in training camp. He was dealing with an injury, and he's still not right. You look at that backfield, it's J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and that's it. So I like J.K. Dobbins uh, in this in this offense if he is the workhorse type of guy. He's going around the 109, 110. Mm-hmm. So would you trade – this is all hypothetical. You have J.K. Dobbins. Or no, you have the 109, and you pick – we're going to say Zay Flowers is there. Would you trade Zay Flowers straight up for J.K. Dobbins? If I needed a running back, yeah. I would. Okay. Would you trade Jordan Addison straight up for J.K. Dobbins? If I needed a running back, yeah. Okay. <laughs> would you trade uh, Quentin Johnson straight up for J.K.? That one's an easier yes for me. Yep. Okay. And would you trade the last one, of course, uh, Jackson Smith and the Jigba? Yeah. 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 I yeah. would. Okay. Okay, I was just curious. I mean, that, that all those guys are – you could have a medley of any of those guys kind of going around that area. So I wanted to play that game with you. But it sounds like you're in, over, in on JK over any of those guys. So I uh, I respect it. I I still have fear. I do. I, I'm a fearful man. JK Dobbins has never done it in the NFL, and I, I don't know if he'll hit that. So I think if he doesn't do – if he gets hurt again this year, his value is going to tank drastically. And and I respect your opinion. I, if you want to buy him, Yeti, I would sell him to you at the 109 for any of those players. But that is that is just me. So, uh, okay. 
Last running back we're going to talk about today, Sir Joseph Mixon. I don't think he was ever knighted. I just kind of gave him that. Um, probably not knighted anymore. Prob- after I'm going to say no. I'm going to say after everything that he's done, he's probably not going to ever be knighted. His chances are pretty much ruined. He, uh, his future, in fact, is pretty cloudy, if we're being honest. he He's in some legal stuff. He's got some legal stuff going on, Yeti. So uh, he pled not guilty back in April had something to do with him pointing a gun at a woman, I believe. Um, probably shouldn't do that. Probably should really just shouldn't yeah. point a gun at anybody. But um, definitely does not look good when it's a woman. And you're an NFL player. So uh, that could be a problem. He finishes RB10 this last season. And um, the Bengals, name they drafted a gentleman by the name of Chase Brown. Not to be confused with Jamar Chase. There's a lot of chases going on in this team, and it's it's quite mind-boggling. But Chase Brown, he's a running back drafted in the fifth round. Samaje P. Ryan is no longer around on this team, so they did draft this young man. And I still believe that Mixon is a starter for this team, it, barring any sort of uh, any sort of legal uh, consequences. It will be Mixon. It is his backfield. It has been his backfield. He has been the sole running back in that backfield unless he's been injured. We saw Samaj P. Ryan come and, and help out when Joe Mixon was not healthy, and Samaj P. Ryan actually looked really damn good. So Chase Brown doesn't do it for me necessarily, but I do want to point this out to you, Yeti. Joe Mixon, he uh, his contract goes to the end of 2024. So this season and next season, he's slated to still be around. But the rumor is that the Bengals may be asking Joe Mixon to take a pay cut. He could be one of those casualties, the cap casualties that that is going to happen with some of these other running backs like Ezekiel Elliott, for example, and potentially Dalvin Cook. So what do we, I mean, what do you do with Mixon? Like he's got one more year of value. Do you think it really just depends on, on where you, um, where your dynasty team is at? Like if you're like, if you kind of look at your team and a third of the way through the year or even a quarter way through the year, you realize you're probably not going to make it. You probably should just sell him while you can because you're not going to get much more out of him. Like, what do you do? Is that where you are or what are you thinking? Honestly, you read my my notes for the most part on Joe Mixon. But at, at this current point in time, I'm buying Joe Mixon. He okay. is the 27th running back on keep trade cut. So his value is very, very low. As you, it's the 202, 203-ish area. Yeah, and I, if I needed a running back, if I was a contender for this year or next year, or both, I guess, I am buying Joe Mixon. Um, as you alluded to, Joe Mixon is the workhorse running back in this offense. This is a top-five offense, no matter how you look at it with the weapons that they have on this offense. And Joe Mixon can get it done. Obviously, there are legal issues, but we haven't heard anything as far as a court date. We haven't heard any NFL penalties that are coming down on Joe Mixon. And I honestly think he would be silly not to take a pay cut uh, for Cincinnati because if he doesn't, he's going to get cut and then it's on to the next running back. I think he will be taking a pay cut with all things considered. Um, And you mentioned Samaj P. Ryan, who was a very, very, very serviceable running back in this offense. He's no longer with Cincinnati. He's in Denver now. So the only competition he has is Chase Brown, who I'm not saying Chase Brown is a slouch, but he's not going to force his hand and, and, yeah. and take carries from Joe Mixon. So if Joe Mixon is going for a 203-202 and I need a running back, I'm drafting Joe Mixon. I still believe he can get it done on a weekly basis. Um and he was a top 10 in targets last year overall and in the red zone, which is very promising for his upside. 
Yeah, I agree. I, Joe Mixon, he's he's somebody that I. Well, let me ask you this. You know, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, they're both kind of in the same area as far as value is concerned. You taking Joe Mixon over Dalvin Cook? Is that yeah. Say? Okay. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think Mixon's he's got a higher ceiling than Dalvin Cook does, and and I I do agree with you. I think Joe Mixon. You look at this team and how close they are to being like. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl, right? Like they're they're a team that very recently they went to Super Bowl. Um, they can still do it. That offense is still the same as it was two years ago when they were there for the most part. Obviously, their their line has changed a little bit, but um, their special specialty players are all the same. And and so, why would you not try and get one last shot at it while you can? So, I agree. I think I think they'll figure it out. Mixon will be the guy this year. I will say this though, before we move on from Joe Mixon, I think there could be a chance he gets cut after the season because you look at how much they're going to have to pay him next year as well. And I think that he could be one of those cap casualties after the season, unless he does take a a pretty good pay cut, which he could. But uh, I I say that because I don't think he'll get re-signed. The Bengals next year could draft a running back in the upcoming draft to try and, and get them um, get a better running back for themselves because Mixon's not going to be around a whole hell of a lot longer. So I say that with caution. And if you're not a team that's going to contend, I highly recommend you try and move them while you can. And that's it, Yeti. That is all the running back conversation that we have. We have a couple questions, like I mentioned, that that were asked that we just kind of had to put on the back burner for time reasons, and we're going to get to them today. So are you ready to do it? You ready to get down to the mail? Let's do it, man. Let's do it, man. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Was that? I don't know how it was for you. I hope it was great. Um, anyway. You're you're muted there, my friend. I cannot hear you. Oh shit! Damn, I was muted. But I was saying <clears throat> last week I listened to you try your your timing. And yeah. it, was, it was off quite a bit. So wasn't off quite a bit. Scotty's a freaking liar. He said he was going to make me all beautiful and, and great. Listen live though, to be fair. Oh, okay. So it was off live. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. There's All right, first question. Like our producer can do live, right? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Yellow HC asks us, Damian Pierce or all of the picks in 2025. So that would be a first, a second, a third, and a fourth round pick, all likely middle round picks. Are you taking the picks or are you taking Damian Pierce, baby? Give me the picks, man. Yeah. Easily. Like, yeah. Damian Pierce is probably going to – he's not going to get replaced, but him and Devin Singletary are kind of the same running back in that offense. Yeah. If, yeah, I, was, if I'm getting the first, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a first, a second, a third, and a fourth. You're getting I, all of somebody's yeah. – I would be selling that for that 100%. 100%. Yeah. It no, accepts I right now. Yeah. Go uh, go do it, Yellow HC, before the other person realizes how silly that is. Um, Papa Nutty. And a super flex dynasty. I actually really like this question. I think this question is is going to be a great conversation piece for us here. Papa Nutty asks us in a super flex dynasty league, Yeti, are you more interested in DJ Moore or Debo Samuel? We talked about Debo a little bit earlier, but we did not talk about DJ Moore earlier. Which one would you rather have? I think I I think I would much rather have uh, DJ Moore at this point. I don't know why it took me a second to spit that out. I was kind of thinking about something. You're else, thinking but... about like the past and how Debo Samuel yeah. was like the RB two on the year. Yeah, I think I just had some flashbacks. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I'm taking DJ Moore. Um, I earlier in this episode, so go go uh, yeah, go reverse, back to our like, news. Fifty minutes ago, yeah, go go back to like twenty minutes around this podcast. But I, I stated that Debo Samuel, he's getting up there in age. 
he's dealing with injuries. His role, 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 role kind of Scooby. <laughs> His role dwindled when we saw Christian McCaffrey join this offense, and then we saw Elijah Mitchell finally get healthy in this offense too. Um, and Brandon Ayuk has kind of emerged as the wide receiver one, if you will, in this offense. Okay. So I think Samuel's value is going to tank pretty hard if it hasn't already. And DJ Moore is in an offense where he is the guy. Um, I'll, this is arguably the best offense that DJ Moore may have ever been in. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's had a rotating quarterback every single year since he's been in the league. He is still managed in his what five years in the league. I think three out of the five years he's hit eleven hundred yards or or higher, yep. and he has now found himself a, a home in which hopefully they can uh, they can get it done. So I'm excited for the Bears. Honestly, they're they're a a team that I don't have super high expectations on, but. I think they're going to be fun, and I think they could make some noise this year. And I think DJ Moore, them acquiring DJ Moore, they beefed up their defense quite a bit. I'm excited for this offense, and and I know a lot of people hate Justin Fields, and they say he can't throw the ball worth a shit. I'd be willing to take DJ Moore because right now we don't even know who the 49ers quarterback is to try and make any sort of arguments. So give me DJ Moore every day. Mm-hmm. Next question comes from Sufficient Ninja. He's in a 12-team or she. I don't know. Ninjas can be girls, probably. Um, they are in a 12-team Superflex PPR league. And they want to know Trevor Lawrence in CD Lamb or two 2024 mid-second round picks, Garrett Wilson, Trey Lance, and Jackson Smith, Najiba. This is pretty easy for me. Go for it. I'm taking all the I'm taking the picks and Garrett Wilson and Lance and, and JSN. That's a haul, man. And in a 12-team league. I'm doing that every single day. I hope you have, you know, I don't know what your quarterback situation looks like, and I think that's really where this con- this this conversation goes because Trey Lance could end up sitting on the bench this year, um, and Trevor Lawrence is kind of slated to be, I want to say he's probably like eight or nine as far as in a best ball where he's going. Um, he's, he's doing pretty well, right? And CeeDee Lamb is a top-tier elite wide receiver that holds a lot of value, but I think Garrett Wilson could be every, every bit as good as CeeDee Lamb this year. So I'm I'm gonna take uh take the picks. Mm, I don't know. This one's a little harder for me because I'm personally I'm in the camp that Trey Lance isn't gonna be a starter in the NFL. And I'm also in the camp that Garrett Wilson is very overrated. So with that being said, I, I think you have to go T Law and C D Lamb in my opinion. Okay. Lamb, you know you're getting a top ten wide receiver. Trevor Lawrence, you know you're getting a top 10 quarterback for at least the next couple of years for both of these guys. There is some risk, and no, I understand yeah, sure. that. Sure. Uh, but I, I think I think Wilson, I, I don't agree with you on that. And I think Wilson, I think he could see some regression from where his value is last year. I'm not saying he's on that pedestal, but I still think Garrett Wilson will be a very good and usable wide receiver. I'm not going to say he's going to be as good as he was last year because there's more competition in that offense and he's playing with a much better quarterback. So, I don't I'm not I'm not writing Garrett Wilson saying he's going to finish as a top 5 wide receiver because I don't believe that. But um I think he's usable. JSN is certainly very enticing. 2 2024 mid second rounders and Trey Lance. I mean, you could probably spin a Trey Lance and one of those mid second rounders right as soon as you make the trade and still get like a, a Geno Smith or somebody if you really needed a quarterback. So um you could probably move some of those pieces still and, and come out on top. And and for that reason I would do that. But I understand where you're coming from completely because you're getting two guys who are looking like Sherlock's for a while. 
mm-hmm. but it's it's where the, where's their ceiling and that's that's where i think you could potentially get a higher ceiling on the flip side but you are taking more risk yep last question comes from tank buddy this is an odd question especially because their name is tank buddy but they ask would you rather go to heaven or become a ghost on earth after you die um man i i think i'd rather go to heaven because you can you're up there and you can see everything you can look down and yeah. just kind of see how everything at one time you have more of a That's vision true. whereas yeah. if you're a ghost like you're living your everyday life right but you can't people can't see you you can't talk to people you can like leave notes and do funky shit but that's know, why like, i'm gonna take the ghost oh okay. i'm here to fuck shit up and if i can do that for eternity <laughs> i will do it like that's fine like yeah no i look i get the i i complete and there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna give me backlash for this i completely i am gonna own that because going to heaven is very easily the correct choice here. But do you know how fun it would be to just fuck with people as a ghost? Yeah. And that's what I want to do. And if I do that for eternity, that's fine. You get to go through shit. True. You get to you get to sit there in someone's living room while they're talking to each other and they just don't know. I'm trying to learn some secrets. Do you think I'm you trying... would stay in one spot though, like as a ghost, like because historically like ghosts stay in one spot like Wherever I see. I don't. I don't want. know the rules of. I don't know the rules of ghouls yet. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how that. this works with these with ghost law. But I will say, if I had the ability to move around, I would. Now, if I was if I was stuck in one particular location for the rest of my life, no, I would not do that because I would get tired of the painting on the fucking wall, and I'd be like, God damn it! I wish this family would take this off. Um, but if I could go travel around and do some ghost shit, like even if it's in one, like if I'm stuck in a neighborhood or like a a cul-de-sac i'd probably still do that i would like scare the i would just like i would be spooky and i would (laughs) fuck with all the kids and i would terrorize them and that that would bring me joy so i would be doing that but if i am stuck in one like like one place for the rest of my life i just i can't see myself committing to that yeah and that's that's where i am it would it would suck but that's it yeti those are all the questions that we have today um good and we appreciate it yeah great great questions that was odd but great uh we appreciate it everybody we appreciate all of your guys continued support we hope you enjoyed today's episode go give us a follow on all the stuff yeti get the hell out of here baby we are out if you enjoyed this episode make sure you tune into our new releases every week on your favorite podcast app follow us on twitter instagram and facebook and check out leatherbrains.com for all of your fantasy football needs and remember brainiacs A championship should be more than a fantasy.